I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to our growth and a lot of feedback from some of our supporters, starting next week, we're going to be breaking our episode down into two separate segments. One, it'll be your regular episode where we focus on the radical progressive agenda and how it's infiltrating our schools and communities. And then second part is going to be listed on our locals and Patreon channels for all of our subscribers, where we can dive deep into national politics, some conspiracy theories, all from an independent perspective. So if you want to check out some of that content, check the links out in the description down there and subscribe to our locals and our Patreon channel for some exclusive content and full episodes starting next week. But today, welcome back to Straight Talk, and I am your host, Jason Brunt, and we are going to be taking another dive deep into this radical rainbow rash that is infecting our societies, communities, and schools. We've got some good news and we've got some bad news, but we've got some patriot judges and parents also stepping up to the plate, preventing our children's innocence from being smeared with this disgusting virus. And finally, in our last segment, we are going to be going over some more of these trending social media influencers and the companies that are not only encouraging, but actively promoting and shoving their default pages full of this radical progressive ideology. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to want to miss a second of this show. But first, a message, as always, from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and I really wish I didn't have to bring this type of news to you all the time, but like a leaky faucet, it just does not stop. So we've already made a mess of our country. We're working on destroying the entirety of the Western world with our distorted views on reality. So what better way to bring it to a global sense than to infect things on a universal level? Well, I'm speaking directly about the Miss Universe pageant, which is now turned into a competition of DEI circus clowns. So I want to read to you this article from Yahoo News, which goes over some of these contestants that are in the Miss Universe pageant. Check this out. All right, so this next article has got quite a lot of progressive fluff. So if you feel like spinning around a baseball bat and trying to run in a straight line, the link will be in the description below. Meet the six Miss Universe 2023 contestants who are making the pageant more inclusive. Their favorite word. Now it starts off kind of innocent enough. Miss Guatemala, Michelle Cohn, is the first mother to compete in the Miss Universe pageant. Attractive young lady. Doesn't necessarily look the brightest, kind of got a little cross-eyed goldfish going on. One eye's staring at the camera, the other one's somewhere off looking for the North Star, but totally fine to be in the contest. Miss Colombia, Camila Aviela, is married with one child, making her the first married contestant. Another attractive young lady, looks a lot of Photoshop and glamour shot 
in order to get this photo. So if you're listening, I suggest checking it out. Almost a little sunken cheek, like there was a couple of years of meth usage. But hey, you know what? She got better and she's okay to be in the contestant. Oh, Ricky Valerie Cole is the first transgender Miss Netherlands. Oh, because you know, in the DEI world, got to have them. Look at this dude. I mean, broad chin obviously hasn't had any top work done either. So, I mean, this is, and he's probably still swinging a twig and berries downstairs. In a video shared for the Voices of Change campaign, Cole, who competed on Holland's Next Top Model, said he advocates for equality and is against bullying, which he said he faced due to his gender identity. Oh, look at this. Gotta have another one. Marina Machete becomes the first transgender Miss Portugal. Let's see what he has to say. I'm most proud of the challenges I overcame with courage and strength, leading me to develop humanity and kindness towards other in my life. His bio reads, another obvious dude with a distorted head. And then here we go. Miss Nepal, Jane Dipka, Dipika. Deepika Garrett made history as the first body-inclusive contestant. I got a photo we're going to show you a little bit later here, but this is an obese woman in the Miss Universe pageant. In November Instagram post, she wrote, It's time to celebrate the different changes in women's bodies and embrace all of our shapes and sizes, including McDonald's value sizes. Erica Robin is the first Miss Pakistan to compete in the pageant now she's not overweight doesn't have a penis doesn't have children and apparently not married so what is her qualifications well robin 24 will make history on saturday as the first ever miss pakistan per her bio robin is a model fighting gender bias and inequality in the workplace because she doesn't have any of the victim cards so she needs to make it known that she supports the victim cards Meanwhile, being from Pakistan, a country that would throw you off of a building if you were part of that sect of life. Out of 85 contestants that are supposed to represent beautiful women from across the world, because let's be honest, they're certainly not known for their intelligence. Nobody who's won the Miss Universe pageant ever went on to become a structural engineer or a nuclear physicist. I mean, they're roughly a couple steps above a goldfish, but they go off of their beauty and their philanthropy. Two of these aren't even chicks. They're dudes. And this is being allowed by every other female in the pageant. This is absolutely absurd. And then you've got this woman that's morbidly obese. And let me tell you, your guess probably would be that they're going to at least enter the finals, right? Well, of course they are, because more important than beauty and character is DEI virtue signaling in today's world. So, of course, the contestants that made the final 20, well, of course, it includes some of these DEI people. So check it out. Article from the Gateway Pundit. Guess who just made the final 20 in the Miss Universe pageant? a trans and a plus size girl. The 72nd Miss Universe competition was held on November 18th in El Salvador. This year, the pageant will include women 
from 85 countries, including two trans competitors from Portugal and the Netherlands. Miss Nepal, Jane Dika Garrett, is also competing tonight. Jane is the first plus-size model in the Miss Universe pageant. Moments ago, the final 20 contestants were picked by the judges. And guess who made the cut? Miss Nepal, the heavy woman, and Miss Portugal, Marina Machete, the trans. I mean, look at these things on the screen. If you're listening, I highly suggest you just flip open the video real quick to check these things out here. You've got this biological dude that's that's robbing women from accomplishments. I mean, these women in this competition are some of the most beautiful. Well, used to be some of the most beautiful women on the entire planet. That's what it was supposed to represent. But now you've got biological guys trying to pull out their DEI victim cards so that way they can get a place and robbing women from their accomplishments. This is absolutely absurd. Clearly, this is a guy. And you can see these two Asian girls that are sitting there looking at it from the backside. And I bet you they can see the bulge from where he tucked and taped it on out. And they're sitting there thinking, this is a freaking dude. But they're going to get into the final 20. And then you've got the plus size one who's obviously morbidly obese. And I don't have anything against anybody that's morbidly obese, but if you're going to be running as Miss Universe, A, you don't really fit the physical description as, as has been since the beginning of the competition. But two, how are you going to claim to be a philanthropist when you're from Nepal and you weigh that? Look at these pictures of children in Nepal. This woman is eating their rations. That's not philanthropy. But for the sake of DEI, right, they've got to have them in there. These judges are under the progressive control. And it's a shame because we've got the um, Miss Universe contestant who is in the running still from Sarasota, Florida, a white female with Christian values. So unfortunately, sorry, sweetheart, you're not going to win it. But Miss Neoella Voigt fantastic competitor but unfortunately women like that who have trained hard that are highly intelligent athletic and fit the part of miss universe are just not going to get in i'm sorry you don't have your dei card and that's a shame that's an absolute despicable shame reality isn't even real anymore it's like the programmers are just programming in this wild ideology that people are buying like they're stuck in the matrix and even The Matrix is losing its mind. The Wachowski brothers, who wrote the movie and directed the movie The Matrix, they're now out as transgendered. Look at this one from 100% effed up. Matrix filmmakers, formerly known as Larry and Andy Wachowski, the Wachowski brothers, are now the Wachowski sisters. <laughs> Almost four years ago, Larry, now Lena Wachowski, came out as transgender and shocked the world. I must have missed that one. But now, walking the same path, Andy known as Lily, has announced that he is also a transgender. Reality isn't reality anymore. They are distorting the very fabric of logical thought and reason. I cannot even believe this stuff. You know, they ban these porn books out of schools, and you've got this singer, Pink, who's going to be coming down to Florida to distribute 2,000 copies of these pornography books like Gender Queer out to the audience, which... I don't think too many younger children are listening to Pink any longer, but still, this is that whole push for DEI and social governance scores, and let me just get my little victim cards ready so that way I can get everybody on board with my radical progressive agenda because somebody's paying me to say this. I want to read to you an article where we've got a little bit of pushback against this DEI stuff because thankfully there are still some judges with a moral code and half a brain cell still firing. So check this one out again from the Gateway Pundit. 
Judge suspends enforcement of community college diversity, equity, and inclusion rules in California. A judge in California has suspended the enforcement of diversity, equity, and inclusion rules instituted by the California Community College System. The rules, which took effect in the spring, aim to ensure faculty and staff uphold DEI values. According to a memo from the system leaders, the rules established specific criteria to evaluate employees on their demonstrated or progress toward proficiency in DEI and accessibility, competencies that enable work with diverse communities. In August, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, or FIRE, filed a lawsuit on behalf of six California community college professors to halt new system-wide regulations. The plaintiffs assert that the rules infringe on their First Amendment rights and require them to incorporate ideologies they don't support in their work or risk losing their jobs. Fire shares, the regulations specifically require professors to pledge allegiance to contested ideological viewpoints. Professors must acknowledge that cultural and social identities are diverse, fluid, and intersectional, and that they must develop knowledge of the intersectionality of social identities and multiple axes of oppression that people from different racial, ethnic, and other minoritized groups face. Faculty performance and tenure will be evaluated based on professors' commitment to and promotion of the government's viewpoints. Quote, I am a professor of chemistry. How am I supposed to incorporate DEI into my classroom instruction? Asked Reedley College professor Bill Blanken. What's the anti-racist perspective on the atomic mass of boron? These regulations are a totalitarian triple whammy, said fire attorney Daniel Ortner. The government is facing or forcing professors to teach and preach a politicized viewpoint where they do not share imposing, incomprehensible guidelines and threatening to punish professors when they cross an arbitrary, indiscernible line. It goes on. Again, link will be in the description. Well, thankfully, people are lawyering up and they're bringing these cases before these judges and they're picking judges that aren't Soros owned or sponsored by the Democratic Progressive Party. So we're starting to win some of these battles, and that's encouraging. But what can you do at home as just a parent, a concerned citizen who's seeing this stuff happening in your local communities as well? Well, in San Fernando, California, home of the purple-haired lunatics, there are parents that are rising up, and this took these people maybe 30 minutes out of their day. Give or take travel, let's give it an hour at max. And this is something that you can do when you see this stuff coming to your community. And whether you live in a blue state or a red state, this stuff is happening. We went over in a previous episode how an establishment called Hamburger Mary's is fighting to keep these drag brunches for kids in effect. So I want to show you a video of some of these concerned parents that stopped it from happening by simply showing up and speaking the truth. Check it out. Leave our kids alone! 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 Leave our kids alone!
Well, the parents weren't having it, and Pickle, the drag queen clown, needed to tuck his tail and, well, probably already had the tail tucked, but turned around and left out of there without doing the performance in front of children. And these are some of the things that you can do. So if you live within proximity of one of these events, take the hour out of your day, go down there and stop this stuff from going into these kids' heads because their parents are not stopping it. Their parents use these children as selfish cannon fodder because they hope and pray to God that they can pull out their little DEI card and say, my son's trans or my son, my daughter is a boy. This is what they're going for is after your children. But parents are stepping up and stopping it. And that's absolutely something that you can do. You can also vote for the people that are getting out there and trying to stop it as well. Recently, Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to make an amendment to where Rachel Levine, that's the guy who's dressed as a girl, who's representing our Department of Health and Human Services, who's encouraging the mutilation of children, went on a pretty epic rant to make her case. Check this out. Thank you, Mrs. Chair. My amendment uses the Holman rule to reduce, no, castrate the salary of Assistant Secretary of Health Richard Levine to $1, the same way he supports castrating children who suffer from gender dysphoria. Richard Levine was a diversity hire by the Biden administration to push the demonic gender-affirming care agenda, and he is unfit to serve as the HHS Assistant Secretary for Health. He should never have been hired after he, serving as Pennsylvania's health secretary, directed nursing homes and care facilities to take in COVID patients while simultaneously pulling his mother out of her own care facility. Dr. Levine has spent his career focusing on treating, let's say grooming, children, adolescents, and young adults. He now serves as a top advisor for our nation's health policy while masquerading as a woman. A mentally ill man who thinks he's a woman should never be responsible for overseeing anything in the Department of Health and Human Services, let alone the Office of Women's Health. This same man who is empowering kids to mutilate and castrate themselves under the guise of so-called gender-affirming care said that he was happy to have waited to transition genders so that he could have kids. Oh, what a, a complete hypocrisy. He has promised that mutilating and castrating kids will soon be normalized and that it has the highest support of the Biden administration. He has stated that sex reassignment surgery and puberty blockers for kids are life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool. He also said there shouldn't be state laws and actions that dictate principles of transgender medical care by us pediatric experts, illustrating why we need federal protections like my bill, the Protect Children's Innocence Act, for our most vulnerable and innocent children. It is our job to protect our children from sexual groomers like Levine, and reducing his salary to $1 is a strong first step. He has infiltrated our Department of Health and Human Services with guidance and curricula that further, that further his perverted agenda. 
The Office of Population Affairs, which is directly overseen by Levine, put out guidelines encouraging our youth to seek gender-affirming care. These guidelines discussed how and why our youth should seek puberty blockers, as well as top and bottom reassignment surgeries. Let's be real, that's cutting off their body parts before they're adults. Our initiatives and guidance he has issued include a cultural competency curricula. This cultural competency curricula is for behavioral health and primary care practitioners to assess, treat, and refer LGBTQ clients in a culturally appropriate manner. Part of his curricula is for nurses to focus on teaching cultural competency in the care of LGBTQ older adults. Another part of this curricula includes utilizing the National LGBT Health Education Center for its educational programs on how to best meet the learning styles, needs, and time constraints of LGBTQ people. And last, additional part of this cultural competency curricula includes a training specifically designed to help both administrators and clinicians address the various aspects of providing effective substance abuse treatment to LGBTQ people. Obviously, they shouldn't be cutting off their body parts as children. The training covers such topics as legal issues, the coming out process as it relates to behavioral health, how to make a provider organization more LGBT welcoming, and more. Another agenda Levine has been pushing for is the vaccination of children. Just recently, he was calling on parents to speak up and defend vaccine requirements at schools, saying they need to be part of back-to-school checklist of an emergency uh, use vaccine that children do not even need. Our mentally ill assistant secretary for health is more concerned with woke gender and vaccine agendas than serving the everyday health and needs of the American people. He deserves to be fired immediately. This man is a danger to all children and should not be serving in our government. Uh, Mrs. Chair, I urge all of my colleagues to vote yes to my amendment and I reserve my time. You would think that MTG made such a good point that it would probably go over pretty well with anybody with brains still working, but no, of course, members of the GOP voted against it. We'll have a link in the description where you can read that entire article and see the traitors of the GOP that are trying to encourage mutilation of your children. See, just because you wear the elephant pin or that you represent the red tie when you're sitting there doesn't necessarily mean that you're an actual conservative. We talk about two heads of the same snake. Well, a lot of these establishment people work for the same team, including the social media companies as well, where the majority of the information that they're pushing into you and your family's heads are pro-LGBTQ, pro-progressive propaganda. I want to play you two videos that have been trending on TikTok, which is one of the most ridiculously pro-progressive and anti-conservative platforms that is out there, which we are religiously flagged and have to go through the appeal process for just promoting normalcy. But I want to show you these two videos because a lot of these activists are saying, well, we're not going after the kids and we don't hate straight people. Well, check these two out. I'm going to play them back to back. I'm Jack. My pronouns are they, them, and I identify as trans and non-binary. Here are three things you can do to support trans children in your school. Number one, 
be a visible trans ally. There are lots of ways to do this, from having trans-inclusive flags in your classroom to having trans-inclusive storybooks on your bookshelves. Number two, stop unnecessarily gendering things in your school. This ranges from easy changes, like not grouping children into boys and girls, to not having gendered uniforms. Consider how excluded trans and especially non-binary children and staff may feel about gendered spaces and policies. And number three, teach children about pronouns, what they are, how we use them, and why they're important. This allows trans people to not be singled out for their pronouns, and instead makes pronouns part of the norm. I'm a trans girl and I just want to pee in peace But I'm afraid someone will see me and then call the police I'm not some pervert attacker, I just need to empty my bladder So I'd really love it if you let me be Repeat after me, I'm not afraid of my trans friends I'm not afraid of my trans friends I'm really afraid of cisgender men I'm really afraid of cisgender men I will let you pee in peace I will let you pee in peace Because I really don't want a UTI Capiche? So this first Looney Tune has been going viral and has over 10 million views on the social media platforms. And what the scary part is, is if you don't subscribe to any specific thing on these social medias and you just scroll through the for you trending topics, this is the stuff that is dominated. It's everywhere and you cannot avoid it and neither can your children. And then you got that second thing. I don't know if that's a dude, chick, or whatever combination it's claiming to be, but cisgendered men are my biggest fear. This is what they're teaching the kids, and this is what is pop culture right now, teaching you that your mom and your dad are mentally ill just for being normal. It's the Orwellian thing, 2 plus 2 equals 5. We're going to convince them of it. What can you do? Well, number one, if you're a parent, start monitoring where your children are looking at on their social media. Open the app up. Look through the history. There's parental monitoring apps that you can put on to help prevent some of this, and honestly, get your kids off of TikTok. That is the absolute worst out of all of them. Facebook secondary. If your kids need to use social media for whatever purpose, make sure that you're the one putting the settings on and the parental restrictions on and monitoring every single step of their progress. But for you too, stop letting this garbage get in your head. Start flagging it. Start hitting the thumbs down. I don't like it. And then write emails to these companies. We need to start squeaking because look at this. What started off as 2%, arguably maybe as high as 20% of the population is now dictating what the other 80 to 98% of the population consumes. And it's only because they squeak, they whine, they cry, and they complain to these big companies and the social media companies and the government. And what do they do with the squeaky wheel? They give it the grease. Time for you to start squeaking. Time for us to get some grease. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to help support the fight to bring normalcy and traditional values in our school, please check out the sponsor of this, of this show, floridastraits.com, where you can donate and help contribute to a nonprofit organization, 501c3. You can write it off on your taxes and make a huge difference in our community and schools. Not only do these guys have billboard campaigns that they run around the state promoting traditional values and heterosexual ideology, but they're also in the schools making sure that the perversion doesn't continue to infiltrate in our children's lives. So again, link will be down in the description or visit floridastraits.com and you'll be able to help support a great organization that's actively trying to defend our kids from this perversion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got plenty of more to talk to about, but you're going to have to head over to our locals or Patreon page 
subscribe for only $5 a month. It helps this show directly. And you can dive down the avenue of national politics and conspiracy theories and all sorts of amazing things we'll be talking about over there. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight Talk. I am your host, Jason Brunt, and we'll see you next week. And happy Thanksgiving.